Who's this? Hello? Hello. Who we Who's got? This? This, this is Kurt. Stretch. Hey, Hi, Stretch. Kurt. What's going on? Good morning. Yeah, well, I'm alive, so yeah, it must be. <laughs> we got cool weather down here. That's good, too. Oh, yeah. We're just a little early, but but that's okay. Oh, I don't know uh, what his face said about quarter till was when yeah. most people got on. So I don't know. I, now, I'm in here as a blogger. That's not going to cause a problem for people, is it? No. Uh-uh. Okay. Well, I mean, no, it not. says it's, it gave, when you first dial in, it says well, you're 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 uh, in the queue for you know to speak to the host, and it's like okay, that's fine. Except that is this a number for everybody? Are there multiple lines open, or is this just a? Yeah, this is the number for everybody. And uh, so I don't tie up the line by. No, no way. Okay. Yeah, we can right. take multiple. Okay, that's what that's what I was trying to confirm was that in fact there was some multiple dial-in or whatever, because I'd go well that 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 means that we're not going to have any callers in if if that were the case. But I don't know how you guys are doing this now because it's been a while since I've been on. And I understand. Uh, this is kind of a new system we got, so you yeah, forgive me if I talk a little funny. I, I had two strokes and I'm kind of. Trying to get back. I had a when couple. When was this? Just uh, January and uh, and March. And the my, uh, myelopathy, myelopathy in my neck. I had a paralysis in between where I cocked my neck just right and got totally paralyzed. And then uh, I've recovered from the paralysis, but. Just two strokes are screwing me up pretty bad. The second one took out about a third of my brain, so oh. it don't it don't look pretty at all. They got it's a, okay. Why? Why you had the stroke? Well, you know I had a heart attack, right? Oh no, I didn't know that. Yeah, I had a heart attack uh, November thirtieth of uh, two thousand twelve, and. Uh, it was caused by a bleed out. Uh, I had uh, found out that I got non-alcoholic cirrhosis and and esophageal varices and all kinds of other stuff. So I, I started bleeding out. <laughs> then it went into my lungs and I couldn't breathe, and then that caused me to have a stroke. What was it? An embolism? Not, not a stroke, but a but a heart attack. No, no, it wasn't that. It was just a lungs got clogged. So oh yeah, yeah. So I couldn't breathe, and and the heart went. No, 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 no. <laughs> Plus, That's what I, happened I, I, to my neighbor. Yeah, yeah. They finally put a pacemaker in him. Well, I know I didn't. I had a couple of uh, of the major uh, arteries. Um, they put. Uh, they declogged them, or did, you know, did a bypass or whatever. However, they do that, and, uh, yeah. and so I had a double bypass, and uh, then I've had, to, I've had a couple of bleed outs since then. But if I don't get a liver here in the next, you know, few years, uh, I'm going to be dead anyway. 
Yeah. But uh, but this was the easiest claim I made to the VA. <laughs> yeah. I got I got I got I got my psychiatrist to say that the blood pressure is connected to my PTSD, and Doctor Bass said that the the fluctuating blood pressures would cause my strokes. That's that's good. What I did was yeah, I, 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 I came in for it, but who knows how long it'll take. They say well, they move. I don't know. Like, it depends on who 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 handles it. Uh, mine, you know, even though I got a, a, a Waco regional office, which is probably one of the, one of the five worst in the country, they sent it to Minneapolis, and I got uh, I got it through without. Without even a C&P exam. Yeah, well, I had a C&P already, but they moved my claims to Los Angeles. So, uh, who knows? This is anybody's guess. Well, yeah, and it, and it really is. It's like, okay, if your regional office is doing such a poor job, maybe it's a benefit to move it to you know, someplace else. But, uh, yeah, Minneapolis well, I, did mine in about a, a year. It was about, a, I guess it was about a, uh, yeah, they uh, about say a year. 14. They, huh? say, uh, they say Los Angeles will take 14 months. So Okay, that, but that's better than I can tell you. I mean, it took them... Uh, I got it flagged with my congressman, my senator, so that might help. I was, did you watch a did you watch a VA hearing the other day? Yeah. They said the claims that were flagged by the. Oh wait a minute! I think John's here. Is that you, John? Sí, señor. ¿Cómo estás? Let me see. Are you eight five nine? Yes. Okay. I thought we're doing see. a Spanish show today. Hey, Gerald, is yeah, that you? Uh, uh, get pasta. Uh, oh, buenos get dias. Pasta. <laughs> buenos dias. That's about all the Spanish I know. <laughs> hey, Gerald. Mm. Sure. Okay, there he is. Most important uh, Spanish phrases are donde. Uh, donde este el baño? Where's the bathroom? Yeah. Un más cerveza, por favor. One more beer, please. Yeah, 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 yeah. I got, I got well, it. I gave that up, so you know, I can't. I don't even care about that. Yeah. I got, I got a guy that was under me. Said Donde, he's trying to teach me Spanish. And he says, Donde este el baño is very important when you come across the border. Yeah. <laughs> no, and he was illegal. Hey, guess what? S nods here, Gerald. Gerald and I are going into the business together. What are you going to do? Sell alligators. Ten bucks for an alligator. <laughs> hey, hey, Gerald, how much was it for a great big... How much was it for a great big hungry one? It's ten dollars for a regular one, right? Yeah, if you want a real hungry one, they're, they're fifteen. <laughs> Where the hell are you getting them from? <laughs> We gotta get them out of out of the bayou down there. Yeah. Okay. All right. So you gonna put that, your scooter? You gonna put your scooter on them boats and go catch it? Well, no. We're gonna pay them Cajuns. 
I tell you what I seen the other day. Did y'all see a thing on Facebook about the alligator? Uh-uh. You see it, Gerald? Huh? Go to my Facebook and look at that video put on there. Oh, about alligators? Yes, one was laying up on an island in the river. Yeah. They showed this thing swimming up toward it. The thing come out of the water was a big old cat. Big old cat. Yeah, I've seen that. Yeah, yeah. It got that gator, too. Well, the ones we got are catch and re- release, and you can only release them in a real grand. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that might help. Uh, but anyway, John, let me just go over mm-hmm. real quick, Don, mm-hmm. just to let you know. Let's let's talk about the VA scandal and, and the proposed legislation. Uh, I don't know how you feel about it. I'm... I'm kind of against it, uh, but uh, you we can argue one point or the other point. It doesn't make any difference. Uh, the the fact of the matter is, is that you know the media got hold of it in kind of a backassward way. You know they got concerned about the health care, and then all of a sudden now they're talking about in the hearings about you know we got here we got Shreddergate again. Oh you know, man, yeah. I mean, you know, hey, this is the second time in, what, five years that that they just, you know, think it's okay to shred documents uh, and 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 the fact that, that they're being delayed. And, and the point to my, my sense was, was, wait a minute, you know, look, do, you, do, do Americans in general understand that the gateway to the health care is the disability claim? So if I sit down and say, like, like Stretch is talking about his claim for for his strokes taking 14 months, well, guess what? That's 14 months that he may not get health care uh, if he can't afford it. Uh, and and what does that do? It, it basically he could die because he didn't get the health care. So people don't really. I'm not sure that people really understand how important the 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 varos are. To the VA, uh, to to the VAMCs, and then what they're doing in the VAMC is saying, okay, now that you've waited, you know, 14 to 16 to three years to six years to get your claim through and get, you know, the disability so that you're eligible for the health care, now we're going to put you on scheduling uh, that either delays you or you never get to see, you know, um, a doctor uh, and and what are the solutions to that? Is is adding more VA facilities really the answer? You know, when they've had their their budgets increased a hundred percent in in the last four years, and it's like, okay, so what? Throwing more money at them is is gonna is gonna solve the problem? That's why I was against paperless uh, claims because they can dump them easy. They don't have yeah, to even they've shred already it. had trouble with that, Mike. Uh, at the hearings, they were talking about that. They lost a big bunch of them. Yeah, 10,000. Uh, yeah. Uh, paperless said just, boom, they, they lost in cyber world. Well, we well, talked yeah. about that a long time ago, that that would be happening. Well, this goes back to the national uh, uh, EMRs, the, the, the medical records, the electronic medical records, you know. And I know 
because the guys that designed the VA system uh, or were working on the were basically the guys that we worked with was called uh, uh, it was the IT guys that created the IHS system through RPMS and RPMS was used by the VA and a lot of the programmers from the Indian Health Service went over to the VA then they just modified it by putting something called Vista on top of it and that was they they took a an interface and just made it look pretty but but the the complaint that I always had was you know what you can't get any data out of it i mean i, I was an IT guy from way back and i'm sitting there looking at the database and i'm going okay what is this and and the and the programmers themselves could not tell me exactly what populated that field in the database and it's like well that means you can put all kinds of information in but you can't make anything come out that makes any sense because you really don't know where it is that you put it in so it's 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 a goat rope and and the VA knows that and that's why they couldn't you know they couldn't match up with the DOD to, to get a you know a a, a a, a decent medical record that transferred the information back and forth. Plus, plus, what people didn't understand was, well, they say stuff is compatible and you can do all that. Well, th- th- there's programming Today's languages. July 16th. Today's July 16th. Yes. Oh, okay. All day. Here comes a countdown. to start. Distinguished woman is a little slow. Huh. She said it was harder than a firecracker, though. Yeah. Uh-oh, I think we're on the air now. Just a second. Well, it's time for the com radio show. com radio is an in-depth look at all things VA. If you need help with the VA... Log on to HadIt.com. Now, here's your host, Gerald Cook. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Hadit podcast here, HadIt.com. Uh, we're here today with our co-host, uh, Jay Basser, our technician, Stretch. And today we have our guest speaker, Kirk Priestin. Uh and uh, he's a, a, a Thailand vet, and uh, one of the, he broke the the Agent Orange uh, claim system wide open there in Thailand. So, uh, but uh, we're mainly going to talk about the the uh, problems VAs have now. Well, I shouldn't say the VA. Actually, the problems are the veterans. What, what's the problems that the veterans have now due to uh, the shenanigans of the VA? How are you doing today, Kurt? I'm fine, Gerald. How about you all? Well, I'm doing okay. Uh, uh, weather's uh, sunshine in here. It's supposed to be a pretty nice day. I hope it is. And, uh, but... We really have some issues going on here with the VA, not only the medical end of things, but with the claims processing also, which now with 
we've discussed a lot of this over and over and over through the years. I mean, uh, you turn on the news, everyone acts like it's something new. But to us, it's, it's old hand. I mean, we've seen it. Maybe we didn't realize, well, I don't know. I think we did realize it was as extensive as what it is. Uh, and so far, up to date, there's not been anything but talk. Now, I'm sitting back here wondering when the talk's going to end and, and some sort of actions start taking place. In my opinion, there's a, a whole group of people that uh, should be indicted on these issues because it's cost people, it's cost veterans their lives without a doubt. And uh, uh, I don't know if they're ever going to reach reach that point or not. Uh, what do you think, Kurt? Well, you know, I listened to uh, the, the the Senate in the, in the House hearings on, on uh, the scandals and the whistleblowers and the and uh, the proposed legislation that's going out, and and I just I'm amazed at at Washington's solutions to to the problem and how much they are under the influence of um, special interest groups like uh, the executive uh, level employees uh, or uh, association that that is fighting against. Uh, Bonus, uh, cutting bonuses and and prosecuting these uh, senior executive schedule uh, leaders. If you want to, that's that term is is used uh, uh, in a manner of uh, speaking. the The real issues uh, that I see are are exactly what you're talking about, Gerald, which is the the accountability and. You would assume that that oh, once caught, that the kinds of things that these whistleblowers are talking about w- would never occur because it's you know you bring out uh, the fact that this stuff is going on in in let's say Phoenix, and yet here's an employee in Phoenix who whistle blew, who's still being intimidated, harassed, and 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 you go okay. Look, do you really have the audacity to do this? And if you really say they are doing this and they do have the audacity to do this, then there is absolutely nothing that's going to be solved by the current legislation. Yes, I know the current legislation says that the you know gives gives the secretary of the VA more authority. But let's face it, when you go back to the very first uh, hearing with, with uh, General Shinseki and Dr. Uh, uh, the, the BHA, uh, and he's actually a second in, in, uh, in the chain there in the VA, Dr. Petzl or, or whatever his name was, who, okay, it really became obvious during that hearing that, that here's this doctor saying that his physicians didn't do anything wrong. Okay, and and Shinseki's eyes 
just his eyebrows raised up, and you knew the minute that was said that there was going to be a long discussion after that meeting. And, of course, what happened was Shinsuke asked for his resignation, and he got it. Now, it didn't mean anything because the guy was assigned or was had already put in his papers to, to get out uh, this summer anyway. But what came out of this was, and it was never really addressed, is he was the Petzl was the guy that was was actually colluding with the senior executives there uh, in the VA uh, medical uh, system that said, "Hey, we're going to do this. We want our numbers to look good, and we want this to be uh, good so that we can get our sixty, seventy, eighty thousand dollar bonuses." Uh, and, and you sit down and you go, okay. Uh, so once he was gone, you'd think maybe they would progress somewhere. Well, no, because if you don't get rid of the head of uh, the head of the VA MC in in Phoenix and in what was it, 18 different medical centers, they found uh, this stuff going on. I think they found uh, more than that, Kurt. Up to 27. Yes, yeah, I, I know that there's a lot of them, and in, and then that doesn't even talk about. The, the lower level clinics, the outpatient clinics, where if you got this kind of, of system working at the medical centers and nobody even knows about it, then what is happening out in the clinics where you have some little uh, Napoleon who who decides he wants to do to do things his way and you know, he, he hides under the, the massive bureaucracy and nobody even knows what's going on. And he decides he's not going to follow this rule or he's not going to follow that rule or he's not going to treat this or he's not going to treat that or his doctors are all going to just mess around, uh, you know, for for eight hours and see, what was it, five patients on average that that's some of these doctors were saying? And yeah, I, I, that's, I, I couldn't believe that when, I, when they was telling that. I just... I couldn't, I, I couldn't comprehend it. But it, uh, you know, well, you would think with the backlog of, of, of patients who need care for, for heart, for mental health, for you know all kinds of other things, that that they would certainly be scrambling uh, to to have enough people to meet the the need. But but no, they sit there and they work. Uh, see five patients and you say well what's the solution to that and what I, f- I find ridiculous about the government is it's always more people okay well wait a minute you mean instead of getting rid of the five or the doctors that are only seeing five patients in a, d- in a day you want to hire more of them so to, to, to make up for it and the answer is that's not the. That's not a solution. That's just adding to the problem. So you know, and, and here's and here's the funny thing. Here we have a senator out of out of Vermont, uh, who basically is a socialist. Okay, and we have McCain, who, you know, even though he's a war hero, uh, was actually. Uh, chastised by the Arizona Republican uh, Assembly or whatever it was that, that said we we uh, we don't believe that you're acting in the best 
uh, interests of the Republican Party. Now, I don't want to make it partisan, but you sit down and you say, how much credibility does this guy have? Uh, just because he's a, a veteran doesn't mean he understands the, the, the lower-level veterans' problems. So they say they want to add facilities, they want to add money for IT, they want to add money for this and the other thing. It's like, no, no. There's a better. There's got to be a better solution. And I remember he his solution before was, we'll give them vouchers or, or give them a card, and everybody raised hell about that. And 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 the question becomes, well, now look at it. Now now six years after. Uh, after the last election, uh, does it really make sense now about what he was talking about? Was was what? Well, do you build more facilities and add more costs, or do you sit down and say we're doing away with all the VA? We want to use the money that we have to buy insurance policies for all the eligible veterans, and then they can go out and 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 go to wherever they they want to go. Now, what do you think about that? John, what do you think about that? Yeah, that's true. That's listening to all this stuff and keeping keeping contact and with the way they do things. It's just we can have any ideas we want to have to do anything, but but in order to fix the system, you've got to change the system. It's going to take a complete entire change on the whole system for anything to be effective. Exactly, exactly, and and uh, it just seems to me that that there's you know I'll give you an example of this, and this is actually a truism because it involved me. When I was working for the Indian Health Service as a as a financial uh, management analyst, I went up and interviewed at Rickenbacker in Ohio, the Rickenbacker outpatient uh, facility there. And I'm sitting there talking with the chief medical officer, okay, because I'm applying for a job that handles the contract uh, contracts with doctors so that a pa- when a patient comes in, if he needs a specialty uh, that, that the VA uh, clinic doesn't have, you send him out to that doctor and then he gets treated. Uh, now, the way we were doing it, and we had made some very huge amounts of changes, which was, look, if you're going to send out this guy to this payer, to this provider, you've got to pay him, and you have to pay him in a timely manner because these people can't just run on the good faith of the United States government. And and, and the problem we were having in the IHS was we would go for literally years without paying somebody and, and and they would you know we finally started to have meetings with these guys that said okay what what are your complaints and so they would go through their complaints you know and and it was all about hey we're seeing this many number of patients we're sending you back to the information on the on the patients so that you can you can take whatever action that you're going to take but then we're not getting paid for it in a timely manner we got salaries to pay we got uh, other things. Well, here's this this chief medical officer of this clinic saying, "No, we 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 try not to pay them. We try to scam them." 
In other words, we get them to see our patients, and then we, 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 we nitpick about every single bill. So, no, I don't want them to do this contracted health services. They've had the authority to send you guys out all this time, but they won't because they're afraid that, A, you might actually get diagnosed with something that the VA overlooked, which is what, a, a, 50, a, a, a 1151 claim or something like that, John? Is that right? You know, where you the uh, mal, malpractice claims? You there? Uh, he, he stepped back out yeah, for a couple seconds. Okay. No, well, you know, there's, there's the kind of claim that, 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 that people... I'm here. It's an 1151 claim, basically. Is yeah, that's what I thought. 1151. They take care of it. But well, there's sure also I had my, my number right. In practice, you can also file a federal tort claim. Right. And and so rather than to, to get uh, information that might save a, a veteran's life by diagnosing something, they just chose not to send people out. Or yeah. they would have, bring the, the specialty doctor into the cl- into the hospital or clinic, but they'd only do it once every blue moon so that it was next to impossible to get an appointment. Yeah, keep anybody ever run in into coop. that? Keep huh? the chickens in, keep the chickens yeah. in the coop. Yeah, and, and, and it's like, so, so the whole idea of, uh, that Congress has that they can, they can do some kind of voucher system is absolutely ridiculous. What they need to do is just be, you know, uh, if they need a pass through to say, okay, yes, this person is eligible, uh, uh, you, you know, pay buy the insurance for them, and uh, you know, I'm lucky, and, and I know Gerald is, and I don't know about Stretch, but I'm Medicare already, Medicare A and B, because of the disability, and I've got Tricare because I'm a retired vet. Okay, but. You sit down and you say, how many vets didn't retire and how many vets need the secondary insurance or even the primary insurance? Uh, and, and it's like, okay, so you, you know, you set up a system where the vet can go out and, and get, you know, a, a real primary care provider that he really likes and, and, and can trust, and that if he needs, if he's sent on referral to, uh, to another doctor to, to check him out for, for you know, let's say uh, they've got to check him out with a cardiopulmonary doctor or a, or a psychiatrist or whatever it happens to be, that, that the insurance will pay for it. Now, how does that sound? Well, if you're dealing with insurance, uh, Kurt, that's a little different than dealing with the vouchers. We've all- They've already proven that the voucher system don't really work because the VA don't want to pay on the vouchers. Or when they do, it, it's a year and a half, two years down the road, and doctors just don't want to take the vouchers. Right. Well, they can't afford to. Uh, under, the, under the increasing costs, you know, people think doctors make a lot of money, but, but you, you forget They've got to have tort liability insurance, and it, I mean, what was it? Two, two or three years ago, they 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 said that an obstetrician in Illinois had to pay two hundred forty-eight thousand dollars a year for for you know uh, tort insurance. It's like that's 
So what are you saying? To have an office, to pay for the the upkeep of the office, to pay the people's salaries, the nurses, the medical records people, all the, uh, the receptionists and everybody else, to keep it running, he's got to make damn near a million dollars for him to be, you know, breaking even. Well, if he has a large staff, uh, uh, yeah, and then you count his insurance, and he's got the insurance on his staff. Uh, that's why so many doctors now have switched over and went to working for hospitals. Right, exactly. And, and, and you sit down and you say, well, you know, oh, Obamacare doesn't, doesn't affect all this. And, and the answer is yes, it does, because they're paying doctors less they want to pay them less. They want them to do more, and they want to pay them less. And it's like, you can't, you know, how many doctors do you think we got, and how many are we losing because they're opting out, saying, I, I, I don't want to be any part of this system. So, of course, if you don't have enough civilian doctors, you're not going to have enough VA doctors. It, it just, it just makes logical sense so so you sit down and you say well does the voucher system or does the insurance card system um pay you know is that going to be a solution and the question becomes well if the insurance company isn't going to pay or isn't going to pay but you know let's say i'll give you an example medicare they say it pays 80 percent Okay, but that's not really true. I, I that was what I did in the Indian Health Service as a financial management uh, analyst was I analyzed and 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 looked at what was going on with the Medicare rates and and all that, and and they say we're gonna they calculate how much it costs to run the hospital, but they only use certain certain portions of it. They ask you how much are you reimbursed through third-party insurance like Blue Cross Blue Shield, and they deduct that, and then they say, okay, we're going to pay you 80% of X amount, which isn't really the total cost. The insurance companies look at it, and they say, we'll pay you not 70% on the dollar, but we'll pay you 50% of 70%. On the dollar, so they're making about what thirty-five percent on everything. And so you look at if you, if you ever looked at your your EOBR and looked at your your payment, and you go, wow, man, these guys charge seven thousand dollars for this, and yet they only paid them fourteen hundred. And you go, how do they survive on that? Well, this. That's a good question. Either they give you sloppy treatment because they're seeing patients, you know, ten at a time, or, or, you know, they can't give you the full time that Obamacare is saying that they have to give them. And and, and so it, it's 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 a never-ending battle. And 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 guess who's losing on this? The vets. Yeah, the veterans. Uh... And another major issue I've, I've seen with the VA medical facilities is they have like, I don't know how many nurse practitioners operating under the uh, uh, license of one doctor. 
and and uh, so th- there's another hazard. Uh, well, that's uh, that's assuming that a nurse practitioner is is uh, not good. I can tell you, I had a nurse practitioner at Tucson VA uh, who was better than any of the doctors I happened to to meet. Uh, so. Uh, you know, it's 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 it depends on what kind of a person that 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 nurse practitioner nurse practitioner is. I've seen doctors I wouldn't want to I wouldn't talk to again after the first meeting. I've had nurse practitioners who seem to act like they really care. So, but but you're right in the sense that is that nurse practitioner really getting the kind of supervision? Or is is it just a okay, doc? I did this here. Sign off on it. And and if you do run into bad bad care, then you know it's it's really a, a fighting a losing battle because you know now you're fighting two people, not one. In other words, if if you say I don't agree with that, and she says, well, that's you know I've got the approval of the doctor also. Then how are you going to go fight that? They're going to tell you you're not a doctor, and and uh, and and that's the other thing. You, now let, let me add a third part into that that people may not know about about the VA. Your appointments, your requests for medical services, often go through an administrative officer who compares it against. What he's spending in his budget for that department, and says, "No, we're denying that. He's not bad enough, or he's not whatever." So here we have non-medical individuals, okay, just like in the ACA, we have non-medical people determining whether or not you get care or not. Well, that's been going on in the VA for a long time. I know because I've also applied for administrative officer jobs in the in the VA, and it's it's amazing that that you know that the guy's budget and how much he has uh, can determine whether or not you get care or not. Yeah, and that's something there that should be corrected right away. That that's an important issue uh, because. Uh, they're certainly not in a position to determine whether the veteran needs that care or not. Well, and 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 you know that's why it, we really need to get a grip on not just the VA medical costs, but on all medical costs, and and we need to sit down and say, you know, are the costs really what it costs? In other words, okay. If I sat down and said it costs X amount for an MRI, well, what part of that is I'm trying to get enough money to pay for the MRI machine, okay, because those things are super expensive. I mean, they're over $100,000 for an MRI machine. And you've seen some of the VA hospitals have, what, four or five of them, the big ones? And so you, you you wonder it's like well here we got half a million dollars or more invested now how do I make that back 
and and how do I how do I pay for it and make you know and because apparently although I don't think they do it they're supposed to be doing cost benefit analysis on on all their major equipment and all their major costs is it is it better to buy another machine or is it better to go out and uh, and uh, pay somebody else to do the MRI okay well guess what for every MRI we add, how many technicians do we got to add to run it? And how much maintenance do we have to pay to keep it up? And all that goes to the VA. So you sit down and you say, what, by keeping those costs down, these guys these guys get huge bonuses? Well, isn't that what we hired them for? So it doesn't make any difference whether or not, you know, they meet the minimum goals. It's... You know, did they widely exceed the goals that that have been set for them? And and of course, you know that most of those guys who who sit there and do all these medical standards and plans and all the rest of that, they put down the lowest of the lowest that they can get away with that will meet the requirement because they know damn well they can't do a superlative or extraordinary job on it. Um, the, the system is not set up to do that, so it's one one problem after another. And you know, adding thirty-seven billion dollars to to the VA budget, I don't think is gonna is gonna solve anything. You know, they, they you'll, they'll just you know hire a few more people, do this, the same problems will exist, and then and then they can give more people bonuses for doing you know their job or less. Well, you know, that's on the medical side of things, Kurt. Uh, but before we can get to the medical side, a lot of times we're to have to deal with the claim side. Well, that, that's going to determine on how much, uh, especially if you're paying copay, uh, how much copay you have to pay. That's exactly that, Gerald, to determine whether you get seen or not. Right, exactly. That's the root cause of every problem at the VA hospitals is a regional office. Thank you. That 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 is exactly right. Uh, and you just confirmed what I was when I started off with, which was, you know, the the media kind of got this backwards. And 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 it when you look at what what the Congress is is proposing, they got it backwards. They're, they're mm-hmm. still not really saying that they need to, you know, the $37 billion is for added facilities for medical care, uh, added equipment and all the rest, and added staff, but they haven't even discussed the fact that if you don't get through the disability compensation process, you don't even get treated unless you're willing to pay for it. That's I don't know if, any, I don't know if anybody's ever looked at VGLI or SGLI, Mm-hmm. Uh, those things, the costs are astronomical. Yeah, without the waiver here, it's pretty expensive. Mm-hmm. Plus, they only give you ten thousand dollars worth of insurance with the waiver. That's right, and yeah. and it, it, it's, it's it's so so you know to sit down and say we need a whole revamp uh, of the ROs. Okay, that almost goes back to I don't know how many guys, how many of you remember Linda Bilms. Yeah. And, oh yeah. 
and the guy out of Chicago who said, you know, we ought to, we ought to get them in to, to see a, a, a position long before you ever make the determination about whether or not it's service-connected because you've got so many people that, that uh, need the care immediately. I mean, we got what? Uh, this is amazing to me that people aren't screaming bloody murder. You have 22 veterans, uh, veterans from Vietnam and, and Korea who are committing suicide a day. Then you've got... Ooh. The PTSD guys from the Iraq uh, uh, war and Afghanistan, and you sit down and you say, "Well, there's another 21 or 22 people a day added to that." So here we got 40 vets a, a day, 40 plus vets a day, dying of suicide. Now, add up how many people are dying waiting for care? Two. Two people Two? every day. No, I'm two sorry, two every hour. I'm sorry. Two every hour. Yeah. Every hour. Wow. Yeah. And, and so you sit down in the 20, so we got 50 people there. So now we got got 100 vets a day dying, and this this is supposed to be the cream of the cream medical system? If, if well, this is the best we can do, we got real problems. It is cream of the cream, but they use spoiled milk to make the cream. <laughs> Don't make me have to. Makes me cough too. Well, Sorry about that. no, no, no problem. Uh, but this is the kind of sense that the Congress is, is, is trying to make. And and, and you know, I, I know that many of you guys are are you know, belong to the veteran service organizations, but. These people are just exacerbating the problem. I mean, they were—they're the ones that go forward and 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 tell Congress, "Oh, they need more workers." No, not that they—you know—I mean, we have some organizations that'll go up there and they'll say, "The real problem here is that the work standards that they've that has been set up for for the people who work in the VA is absolutely ridiculous." But no. They don't do that. I mean, there's not enough of them doing that, saying Congress change, make make the VA change how they measure performance so that something realistic can be done instead of saying, oh, I only got to work on the easy claims because I got to make my quota for a day or I can get fired over this, okay, to something more reasonable, which is let me work a claim and and get the training that I need to make the right decision, and then maybe we can get some of these people, um, you know, through the disability claim system. But no, they don't do that. They just say we need more people, and and there's a reason for that. These guys are almost as bad as unions. And, and you know, Varian uh, is another problem in both the, the VA medicals, uh, system and in the in the in the regional office system, when you are argued with, uh, and really as a supervisor, you would think you had the authority to hire and fire. Okay, uh, they don't, because they immediately go back to the the union, and the union comes in and says, "Wait a minute, you didn't give him this training, you didn't give him that training, you didn't do this, that, and the other thing. You, this is only as." You know, 14th offense, you know, uh, 
you 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 can't fire him. And it's like that's part of the problem. And, 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 and uh, go ahead. Let me give some insight, Kurt. You know, in order to do the, you know, they do the uh, KSAs, which is the knowledge, skills, and abilities of applicants that apply for jobs to the VA. <clears throat> Given it's a disability system, the only people who qualify for those jobs and get those jobs are folks who've worked out in the private sector in the insurance industry. And they're already trained as far as denying claims, so <laughs> what's new? So, so in other words, you're hiring people just to d- deny, and and that's what you already got to experience. Yeah, you 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 touch on the fact that this is why the veterans have been fighting this for not years but for decades. Yep, uh, decades. You know, it's 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 amazing, and and Congress, you know, I find it I find it funny in a in a sad kind of way that. The American population is so stupid as to put these stupid people in Congress. You know, I mean, we elect these people, and yet it, it seems to, like they don't have a clue. I mean, Harry Reid sitting there, and the border is secure. I'm sorry, but don't the pictures tell you that the border isn't secure, Mr. Senator? You know, how can you make outlandish statements and, and have outlandish positions uh, when, when the facts stare you in the face? Are you, do you think we're that stupid or are, are you that stupid? And the answer is both. But, but they are that stupid and they think we must be that stupid. But we don't, we're not doing anything. You know, you have, what, how many different vet organizations? And none of them can agree totally on what course of action to take. I find that, you know, I find that astonishing, but that is the exact truth. All these organizations want to go separate directions. (laughs) I didn't realize you were such a cynic, John. (laughs) Um, I've seen stuff. I used to work for the VA. Well, I, I, yeah, there is a, a, a definite conflict of interest, and I think there is uh, quite a bit of uh, uh, crosstalk uh, that that goes on between unions and VSOs and VSOs and the VA. And they're just like, down the hall, you know, from the writers' oh, yeah. regional office. You know, they get free rent in their building. So, you know, I mean, I don't downgrade them or talk bad about them, but. You know, it's a uh, kind of like getting services. You know, from the uh, what do you call it? The uh, people next door. You scratch my back, I'll scratch yours. The buddy system. You know, yeah, making deals and things like that. It's not a very good attribute. Well, and and again, that's why you know the people who really seem to be doing the most are saying this isn't, and this is kind of strange because you know. Uh, and this is not yay or nay, but the most coverage I've seen about the veterans, uh, the veteran problem is on Fox News, okay? Uh, and they've done in-depth interviews with people. They they show 
parts of the of the hearings in the Senate and the House, you know, and and they're the ones that are sitting there going, okay, uh, let's bring on this whistleblower or this person or that person and discuss with them what's really going on. And, and some of the things that I see there, you know, here's a business a business show with Charles Payne and Cavuto and those guys they are talking about the VA problem. And Payne says clearly, we need to change the organizational structure of the VA, which is at least he's on the right track, and he's not even, well, he is a veteran. He's, a, he's a, what was it, Army, uh, whatever. And, and it's like, okay. And then, you know, you've got, you've got people like, uh, uh, who's that guy that uh, used to have his own show? Uh, guy's bald. He's a black guy that's bald. Montel Williams. Montel Williams. That's the guy. Uh, Montel Williams coming out and saying that this is a travesty. Uh, and, and and you sit down and he you say, a, why he is an it? Yeah, well, yeah, he, he was. And, and uh, it's amazing to me why more people aren't, you know, coming out and saying, you know, Congress, get off your duff and do do the right thing. And, and well, Congress can actually bypass this whole system, and uh, if they want to throw money at the problem, what they need to do is uh, make it a quality assurance issue and contract a company like uh, Underwriters Laboratories, who's they're the golden system for quality services. And uh, there's pretty smart people. We've got a bunch of engineers and things like that that can go through the entire system, get them in the regional office, start doing their quality audits and checks, and have them answer directly to Congress, not the VA. And that'll give Congress the truth of actually what's going on. Well, and, uh, and, and 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 that's why it does it does amaze me that that you sit down and you say, okay, you have all these whistleblowers coming forward, and they say, here's the, here in this area the quality is is non-existent, and then in this place they're they're breaking all the rules and regulations, and. They're retaliated against. Well, what are the oversight committees? What are they finding? And, and, and you're right, John. It sounds like the, the real answer is get somebody who is totally disassociated with it, who does, who knows how to do the job, to come out and tell you what's really wrong, and then don't ask them to change it. Force them to change it. That's what happens. You know? I mean, this is a derivative. Say, for example, you know, we have an organization called NTSB. And if there's a plane crash, these guys are all over it. They tear this thing down and put it back together again and over a period of time tell you exactly what made that plane crash and who's at fault. Right. Okay. You know, that needs to be, you know, treated with kid gloves because that's how they do their job. Uh, in the Navy, we had a process after the thresher sink called subsafe. Everything was done by package and repairs on all the submarines. And every job was inspected and signed off for. And if you welded a pipe in a submarine and that pipe broke, that submarine sunk, you were the one who going to get the, you know, go to jail over it. That's well, the issue. And, say, and, and yeah, I mean, this is why when you sit down and you say, my first, my first argument was you fire every damn exec, okay, every department manager, you fire about, and and this is this is, herein lies the problem. Is is that 
I've written numerous uh, article uh, blogs to to these problems, and my, one of my first statements was, "You fire them all. If you were investigated and, and found to be involved in perpetrating or allowing them to be perpetrated against veterans, you should be fired. Why? Because it means you don't have the ethical, moral." Uh, courage to 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 say yes. Doing the right thing is more important than anything else. You know, I I don't know if I've ever told you, John, but I actually resigned a GS eleven ten position uh, in the IHS because I found that they were committing fraud, and I reported it. And it became obvious that they weren't going to fix it. And I said, well, you know, if you won't fix it, I'm not working for you. And, and you know, and then I reported it to the insurance companies. And whether they did something with it or not is is not my business, you know. Uh, Same thing with the VA. Yeah. They're charging, they're charging you for service-connected care to your insurance companies if you have insurance. You know, you was uh, talking about Linda Billmas uh, a so ago, and uh, they brought her up. Uh, I was watching the hearings uh, night before last, and uh, this this one senator brought her up and uh, said, you know. Of all the plans that he's heard on how to effectively uh, fix the VA, she had the best that yeah. he's heard of, which she has. And, uh, uh, you know, he was talking about if insurance companies can deal with these many uh, claims a year, uh, which is quite extensive, as you know, and uh, uh, and the IRS said the IRS can do all these millions of tax returns a year, and uh, said the BA should not be any different. They they should be able to do the same way, uh, do it more on the honor system because he was asking how many fraud cases. Have any of you dealt with? Well, none of them had dealt with any fraud cases. Now, I think we all agree uh, they are a small percentage, and I'm mean, probably a really a pretty small percentage of fraud cases involved with uh, veterans uh, committing fraud on, on the VA. So uh, he was talking about. Uh, doing it on the honor system, and then come back and and audit a certain percentage of them. Right, and that's what that's what Linda uh, Bilms had said, and, yes, and it was it was more about let's get this guy treatment, let's get him some compensation so he so he can he can help himself, and then you go back and determine. And he, and she says the, the 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 little bit I mean in in the big scheme of things the little bit of money that you pay this guy over whatever is insignificant compared to 
you know the the the, the dollar amount of the tragedies that they perpetrate. I mean, you sit down and you say, well, you don't have very many fraud cases, but look at the number of cases you have for wrongful death. Yeah. Was it two billion dollars or something? Oh, it's outrageous. And and it's like and so, that's the ones they pay now. How many that's exactly exactly. And, and, and you sit down and you look at the. You, you're amazed that Congress. Okay, I got four years in my in my in my hard, uh, external hard drive. Four years of OIG inspections, and in all these cases of, of, of care, okay, you seem to see that that they don't substantiate that you know this care wasn't given or this care was wrong or or blah 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 blah. And then you sit down and you listen to what's going on and you find out why. Oh, so if if somebody files an OIG complaint, the OIG calls up the the hospital, and so they go back and destroy all the records. That's called fraud. Okay? And, and, and who are they committing against? Veterans. Veterans' families. Uh, you know, widows of veterans. And it's like, this is outrageous. Unless your name is Roberts. Huh? Unless your name is Roberts, then they come after you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's just amazing. I mean, and, and, and it's, it's not, it seems almost to be societal, because you look at this stuff and you go, if this stuff is accepted in the VA, then then you 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 would you would be of a of a mind to sit down and say if you read the hobby lobby decision it only says that they can they can not provide these four drugs and the way you listen to them talk on, on on in congress and everywhere else this was an atrocity against women you denied them you know uh um uh, medical services that that pertain to their bodies, and it's like, wait a minute, that's not what it did at all. So if I'm supposed to believe you about this, then I'm going to sit there and believe the VA that, that, that oh no, we didn't do anything wrong, blah 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 blah. And it's like this is crazy. It's 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 like read what what these things say. And if you read them, if you got some staffer on your on your in your in your congressional staff that says, you know, this is kind of strange. I've read 14 reports in the last two days, and they all can't find anything being done wrong. Okay, there's something wrong with this picture because nobody can, can is perfect all the time. And I've read all these reports, and they seem to say that they're all perfect. Something's wrong here. But but people don't think like that, or they don't want to bring up the issue, and 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 they figure out that if the American people don't don't know about it, then they can continue to sweep it under the rug. Well, they keep it out of the news. That's what happens. Yeah, and and and, and that's why I think you know I don't care what organ news organization puts it out there, but but. They all ought to be putting it out as almost as much as Fox or more, because because when you only got one, you know, news organization out of five or six, and all the all the papers and all the rest of that that are doing the same thing, you, you begin to wonder, you know, uh, why is why is it that that 
you know, you you can't cover this news story about how the veterans are getting, you know, just totally messed over, not only in their claims, their disability claims, but in in medical care. Uh, and then you want you you think some government system of, of running health care is going to work? Well, all you got to do is look at the VA, and I'm, I'm amazed that, that that's what a lot of these people are saying is, is that, you know, if you think that the VA is bad, well, this is what this is what we're going to have under the ACA. And, 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 you know, it's like, wait a minute, you're, you're trying to change all of, all of the medical care system and what what I raised to to one of my congresspeople uh, that that they didn't uh, they didn't catch didn't they didn't pick up on is is in one of the first uh, whistleblower things uh, or in the, some of the first testimony they said well we were trying to meet the ACA standards mm-hmm. on this and okay well wait a minute. Weren't we told by the Secretary of, of, of Defense and the Secretary of the VA and the President and the Vice President and all the rest of the people that supported the ACA that the ACA would not affect the DOD or the or the, or the DVA? Mm-hmm. Then why are they trying to meet the standards of it? Because it still affects them. Made them change. You know, they still had to do some changes. No, it actually is affecting them. It was a lie. Okay, you sit down and you say, if I, if you have to be on these seven committees, okay, and it's required by this law that you that you be a, a participating member, then what happens is is you have, let's say, you have fourteen members and you got one DOD rep. And he sits down and he says, but you don't understand the differences between taking care of a, a disabled vet and regular health care on the outside. There is a huge difference. Okay. And they go, oh, we're voting against you 13 to 1. And so what goes forward? So to sit down and say that this doesn't affect the VA it does. What's being covered? What's not being covered? Uh, the same panels, um, all, all the things that are required by the ACA. I guarantee you, the DOD and the DVA have to comply with. Okay. The only difference is is that they don't come out in public to state that. But if you look at the changes in Tricare, how how come Tricare is is running? supposedly way over budget when in fact it's not okay why do they want to increase the cost of tricare to to that of of, of a regular uh insurance policy from the ACA and the and the answer is because they want all of us under the same healthcare system complying with the rules that they make up and Pretty soon we're going to be we're really going to be in a world of hurts because you know you sit down and say can you really afford to do the VA can you really afford to do you know the disability system 
and you hear it all the time. You know, oh, the Social Security disability system is nearly broke. The Social Security system is nearly broke. Medicare is nearly broke. Okay? And it goes on and on and on. It's like, oh, and you think that creating one big system that all, you know, all these things that are going to be put into the laws can be paid for by what? By who? You're just going to run up the debt? I... uh I've said for some time now that uh, uh, the government is going to change everything over to Medicare and then uh, dilute that down from Medicare to Medicaid before it's all said and done, and that's what your your veterans are going to be getting, Medicaid. And I almost bet that's going to come to be. And uh, there's a lot of services uh, not allowed by Medicaid that uh, you can get through Medicare. There's a, there's a difference there. And then you 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 talk about veterans or the families, and you're talking about Tricare. If they can dilute Tricare down from TRICARE to Medicare, and then after the storm, (laughs) which there will be one, after the storm, then they'll dilute it on down to Medicaid. That's what it looks like. Kurt is is back out for a minute. You'll be back on in a second. Oh, okay. One, One of the things that really upset me was Hickey said that she wanted to set up the VA under the ISO 9001 standard, which is a manufacturing standard. And it it's crazy because it would take no. years to even begin that. No. That's a good idea, Stretch. Well, it is to make it uniform, but she's going the wrong way about it. All they got to do is start firing some of these people. I mean, dance around. They can do it simultaneously. But they need that standard. It would take them forever. It's a European standard in the first place. Mm, No. Yes, it is. Mill L is an American American. standard. It was written by an American. It was, if you look it up, it's European. It's an American standard, ISO. U.S. 9000, ISO 9001, was adopted in Europe because the guy that wrote it was an American, and he took it to the big three automakers. They didn't want any part of it, so he took it to Japan and to Britain. And guess who bought it? That's why they call it a British standard. She ought to go to ASQ if she wants to do that. Mm, she has to be certified. She can't. But I'm certified as an as, as ISO QS 9000 auditor myself. I've got the documentation yeah. from Underwriters Laboratories to do it. Yeah. So if they want to play, let's play. <laughs> yeah, well, it'll take forever for them to actually it costs them a billion dollars to do it. If They're Underwriters they Laboratories already does it, but, but you're going to throw a billion they, dollars down the drain bonuses, right? Yeah. Well, they got... It's... They got enough problems now as it is without trying to comply to a real tight standard. 
<laughs> it would be it would be nice, but so would treating the veterans. It would be very nice if they would do that. Everybody's getting think, fat except Mama Cass. I think they need to combine the system into one because I don't think the BVA needs to be a separate mm-hmm. entity. I think the BVA needs to be more of a check because they deny a claim. They should be able to overturn decisions, even if there's mistakes on it, instead of remanding them back. Because remand is what costs so much time. And yeah, usually if they do a crappy right job, that. you don't get a remand. So they need to start granting claims at the BVA and get rid of the appeals management center. Turn yeah. that into a, a mistake fixing center from the regional office. And then once right. the mistake's been found, give them 30 days to get it done. The NC was just a big stall. That's all that mm-hmm. is. The black hole, right, Gerald? Yep. <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah. How much time we got left?